Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, welcome to series three of the Rahula Summer Book Club. We're back. It's 2023, motherfuckers. Uh, and my guest is uh, Rob Manuel, who has written, well, compiled. I'm not, not going to say you've written a book, Rob. I wrote the introduction. <laughs> you did the, the, the two pages of the introduction. It's, it's the best bit. That works on the title. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the very best of Fesshole. Uh, look, Rob, why don't you tell us tell us a bit about who you are for anyone who doesn't know? First of all, and what you do. Okay. Um, hi, my name's Rob Manuel, and um, I've been addicted to the internet since 1992 when I first uh, <laughs> discovered things like multi-user dungeons and, and posting on things like Usenet. And so basically my entire pretend career has just been about enabling myself to spend as much time online as possible without having to do anything proper with my time. And so that's involved uh, being a, a very, very piss poor web designer at points. I've been a terrible programmer. Um, and then in 2001, um, I made or I co-made a website called Beta, B3CA.com, which um, kind of like galvanized 
uh, a lot of kind of like people who are interested in in comedy and kind of online stuff into one place. And um, yeah, I still do that, and so that like dribbles on. It's a project that probably should have ended in two thousand and five, but I'm stuck with it now. So I still write a newsletter every Friday for it, uh, and then. I don't know, three, four years ago, um, mucking around one day, I, I posted a thing on Twitter going, um, uh, does anyone want to tell me like an anecdote kind of thing? Give me a confession. And I put up a Google form and then, you know, I got maybe 50 in and I just sort of posted them out uh, with screen grabs and it was amusing. And I thought, well, this works. And so packaged it up as a little Twitter account, called it Fesshole. And now it's got, Seven hundred and eighty hundred thousand. Well, I can't even do the numbers; they're so big. Zero point seven hundred and eighty. It's got it's got zero point seven eight million <laughs> followers. If that that's that's how you describe that's that is good. Yeah, stupid amount of followers. That is very. That's a huge amount. Yeah, yeah. And lots of celebrity fans, judging by the quotes you've got on the book. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're quoted on the book, aren't you? I'm a, I'm quoted on the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. From that spiel, I want to tell you that for the last twenty years. I haven't got that joke in the in beta. I just I've always called that B three T A and not even realised it was <laughs> it was a, a, a it was a joke. So thank you for that. Long, that's a not a joke, but a sort of joke Isn't name. Uh, what yeah, was joke yeah. Name? I don't even know if it's a joke. It's it completely it, passed uh, me by. I have to say, right yeah. I mean, what, what what it was meant to be was like obviously, yeah. The word beta because like at the time I was working at a uh, a magazine company, EMAP. And uh, and I was sort of like full of like young kind of uh, mad ideas in my head. And I was like, the beta version is the best version of the project before it is destroyed by the committee kind of killing it with a thousand cuts. And so that was why it was beta. Yeah. And then uh, I couldn't register beta because obviously it had gone. Even in 2001, it had gone. <laughs> so, right. I just always thought you were B3 tier. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's B3 tier, isn't it? B3 tier is another one people say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and fundamentally, Fessel does better in in some respects than Beta because people understand the name; they can say it. Yes, <laughs> that's probably it. I mean, you've done a few Twitter accounts right, before before Fessel. You did. A, you've, you've. I mean, you've got a few running still. I mean, they, are they all yeah, running yeah. still? All the ones you've done? Do you want to um, take yeah, a few, yeah. a few a through of your other yeah. other successes? Yeah, uh, there's Yoko Ono Bot, which um, is uh, it came about when. Um, I was looking at Yoko Ono's tweets and there were things like um, walk around wherever you are carrying a bag of peas, leave a pea wherever you go. And there was just something about that. There was A, that was just a very, very funny idea. And B, instantly in my head, I'm like going, that is a phrase I want to put random nouns into. <laughs> and I just want to see what comes out. You know, whether it's random. And the one I think that came out that I like the best was, was like, walk around with a bag of steamrollers. Leave a steamroller wherever you go. <laughs> <laughs> and so fundamentally that project is just a random a random nouns project. I've taken tweets and putting random words into it. And I find that just a very pleasing <laughs> thing to do. You know, it's fundamentally one yeah. of the ways you can write a joke is just mucking, changing the words in a sentence and just automating sure. that a little bit. Um there's a non-a-pin, which is one you seem to reply to quite a bit. I do, yeah. That's a terribly named one, which um, I really regret the name of, because no one can remember the name. Um, and I, tr I sometimes try to pretend that it's got a theme tune, like a non-a-pin. Do-do-do-do-do, a non-a-pin. But it doesn't help. It doesn't help. It's a bad name. Yeah. That's just for submitting opinions. Um I think it's got 100,000 followers now, but fundamentally it, uh, it only has those off the back of Fesshole. 
because I have a single tweet I posted from Fesshole going, this is the poor, broken, rubbish sibling of Fesshole. Please follow it in sympathy kind of thing. And then and, every, and I posted yeah. that out and it added like a thousand followers. And I was like, so every so often I just retweet that one tweet and every time I do it, it adds more followers. It's an magic, and it's, it's even grammatically incorrect. It's sort of like you actually read the whole sentence; it doesn't even work. And people, and there's hundreds of replies to it now, just going, "Can you please change this?" And it's like I can't change it because it's lucky; it's, it's, it's made the whole account work. But you seem to engage with that one more than Festival. Um, maybe. I mean, a lot of people think most of the Festival ones are me. Uh, I think there's a lot that do <laughs> cross over with my interests, but I don't think I've. Well, I know I'm just going to say I don't think I've ever submitted anything. I've never submitted anything. Uh, yeah. No, I wouldn't say if I had, but I haven't. Uh, but yeah, I do. You know, I think I, I think I like both of them. I do follow both of them. Uh, and it's it's interesting. So what's interesting, I guess, with Festival is it's now burgeoned out into into being a book uh was that something, yeah. let's get through the sort of nitty-gritty of how how that happened was that something did someone approach you as a, because of the success or do you think this is working well i'll i'll, I'll yeah this into a publisher and see what happens literally the um i think first i've been going like for about a week or something and uh, a guy invited me, uh, not because of Fessel, he invited me to um, a lunch saying, I think you should write a book. Um, he was an agent saying, I would like you to write a book. And then what he pitched me was like, um, he was like, I, th- I think you need to write a book about the, the history of the internet and where it's going and, and, and uh, whatever. And it just sounded really, really hard. Um, and, <laughs> and I was like, can't, I've just done this thing called Fessel. Can't we do, can't we do a, um, a, a, just, just a compendium of the funny jokes on Fessel? And he was like, this, this is just bad. No. Um, and then, then, then over time, as the numbers creeped up, he, he kept getting back in touch with me going, you know what? You could be on to sync with this because the numbers keep going up <laughs> until eventually it was on. I think last Christmas it was on about 200,000 followers and, um, and I started getting offers in and, um, and then, so I went back to him going, look, I've got an offer here. And he was like, right, well, that's, that's a good position to be in because then I can take it to other publishers and going, they want it. What, what, what do you reckon? And so he bounced it around various publishers and then it had like four or five offers because if you get one, you can get more, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. great. It is interesting how that it does seem to be a thing that uh, book people are sort of prowling the internet looking for ideas. I had uh, the quickest one I ever had, which hasn't become a book uh, yet, uh, whether it would. I, I, I came up with the idea of doing impossible questions asked by kids and that I would try to answer them. And there is. Yeah, so yeah. I set up a I set up a I set up a, a Twitter account for it and literally within five minutes of it going up, <laughs> a publisher or, or a literary agent maybe yeah. got in touch saying, I would, li- I would like to, <laughs> I think this will make a great book. And I don't think there'd even really been any, uh, you know, I'd put a few things up. I don't think anyone else had really engaged with it. So that was the quickest that had ever happened, though it, it, it hasn't yet happened. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it may do at some point in the future. But uh, But yeah, it is interesting to see that that is a, a, for authors, uh, the authors who are listening or potential authors who are listening, that that can be uh, probably not for a novel, uh, but who no. knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> it can be it can be a vi- it can be a viable entry uh, into into in, into becoming published if you if you can if you can come up with an idea that sparks sparks the public imagination like this one has. 
Yeah, I'd, it would appear so. But I think that, that has been the case for like twenty odd years, hasn't it? You know, um, you know, yeah. I've got friends in in this space who, you know, I mean, like the family guys. You know, they 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 got their first book off the back of people passing around the family examiner. You know, twenty odd years ago. You know, there is a very direct route, and I think you know it's actually become arguably a bit weaker and harder to do recently because what the book industry tells me is the bottom has dropped out of uh kind of like novelty comedy toilet books right specifically because there's so much funny stuff you can scroll past on twitter and everything like that yeah right. you know that they they're not they're not doing so well and obviously the one that did fantastically again it's back to the family guys it's the ladybird ones because they lucked into that position of doing the stuff which well, it hit a nostalgia thing, but it was also they got into the gift market of going, oh, here's the gift of the, well, they didn't do teacher, but here's the gift for the grandparent. Here's the gift for all these different sections of things. And yeah. that's that's the what I wanted to do. <laughs> it's like when I sort of saw it as a book, I was like, brilliant. Can't we just lift that idea and make it confessions about grandparents, confessions and just target every single bastard going with like a shitty confession book. Um, and uh, I wasn't able to sell that idea. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> well, look, this this book really, I mean, it, it definitely is a toilet book and it's definitely a book that you're probably not going to sit down and read cover to cover, though I've attempted to do that and I'm very much enjoying doing so. Um, I've, I've, heard, uh, I've heard people have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I did try and make it readable, you know. <laughs> yeah, you do get into it and you do get kind of carried away. And it's it's all in little sections of, of different things, of different uh, ideas like bad neighbours and, and being cruel to pets and being nice to pets. Yeah. Um, I think what's interesting about it, uh, we might read out a couple of them just to give a flavour for people who don't know what it is, but uh, if you follow, follow Fessel uh, on, on Twitter, while well, Twitter's still there, if Twitter's still there at time of broadcast, <laughs> um, then uh, <laughs> then you'll get a, a flavour of it. But I think it's sort of like it, you, you would think it would be all horrible things no, or bad no, things or embarrassing things. And there's there's a there's a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of quite heartwarming confessions. It's all human yeah. life is here. You know, as I look at it, yeah. it's like we we had the Bible and it's time for the second Bible. And <laughs> and this is it. And, and, and the reason it is the second Bible is because how a lot of the New Testament works, and this is the new New Testament, is that um, it, it offered you parables that you had to read your own meaning into. And, you know, and I'm yeah. looking for someone to be uh, my St. Paul uh, who can, like, preach the book of Fessel to find out what it all means, because I don't know. <laughs> well, they are. I mean, there's some good advice in there. There's, you know, uh, I'll read out a, a few that I've marked down. Um, and I quite like that you've, you've put you've put sort of how popular they They do look like biblical sort of verses, verses now you've said that. Uh, but you put at the bottom how many retweets and how many favorites they get as an, as to exactly how popular they you've, are. you've understood the, the visual the visual parallel I try to achieve yeah. there yeah so let these are, I'll just read out a couple that I've highlighted just randomly uh, when we're in the cinema waiting for the film to start I use my phone to book the seats around next to and in front of us you can book loads of seats and it holds them for ten minutes without having to pay no one obscures our view and no annoying kids end up sitting near us. So that's that's just yeah. a that's a great piece of uh, advice. It's an evil tip. To break it's an evil the already tip. struggling, <laughs> evil tip to break the already struggling cinema yeah, yeah. business. That, uh, what what section did that get put into? That is in. It's right. In the, that, that's the first one. That is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout follow advice submitted. That's the first commandment. Like that shout follow advice submitted by the readers of. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, 
Uh, again, random. Uh, if I'm bored, I use dating apps just to find someone to go out for a drink with, and I don't see it as a date. There should be an app for people wanting to go out, which I've always said that as well. There isn't a very good just let's be friends app, but that's just quite a good idea. Yeah, there isn't. But I think if there was, it would be used for shagging, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, I'm just going on my let's be friends app, wife. That doesn't sound suspicious. Let's see that it's doubly good. Uh, there's a Wi-Fi connected printer. Some, there's quite a few Wi-Fi connected printers. Compared to, <laughs> there's a Wi-Fi connected printer somewhere near my shop. It's not password protected, so I've just been sending pictures of big penises to it for ages. Just found oh, out God. it's the printer in the funeral parlour next door. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, but, you know, this is the kind that's just some of them are, are, are embarrassing and bad. I mean, this one's sort of this. I, I like the ones that sort of. Um, conjure up a lot more of an image and yeah, yeah. Uh, tell there's more to the story than you than the person even realizes they're giving i think i'm a single bloke in my 40s and live next door to a family they have three cute kids i don't want to be the strange bloke <laughs> from next door handing the sweets so i send anonymous amazon sweet parcels to them a couple of years a couple of times a year which is sort of worse isn't it <laughs> that's sort of much creepier it is much much creepier it really gives you an idea of if you behave like an arsehole to anyone in public uh, and you are traceable, <laughs> certainly people who work in jobs, that they will take revenge or if you're a neighbour, they'll take revenge. There's certainly a lot of material. That if, you're, if you're looking for ideas on how to take revenge, there's probably a lot of things yeah. in there will get you, get you arrested for stalking or <laughs> terrible, terrible I mean, some stuff. of them are criminal. How, yeah, so yeah. the selection process of getting them in, Rob, was obviously partly due to how they were popular and also... The ones you liked is that is that is that basically how you went about it, or just the ones that made you laugh the most? Yeah, well, the you know, there's a sort of like double layered selection process because um, there's you know all the stuff comes into a big Google form, and then I choose what to post on the Twitter accounts by just going yes and no to various stuff. And it's about um, trying to think now. I think there's been 150,000 sent in so far, and I, I publish about 5 to 10% of what comes in. Um, and then my selection process on that is it's just simply, it's almost like reading Twitter. You know, I'm just paging down going, no, 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 no. Oh, that's funny. I like that one kind of thing. And yeah. then I've always tried to work by the rule um, that um, I learned a long time ago working in magazines, which was that they someone said funny or interesting. You know, and so you, not everything has to be funny if it's yeah. interesting. You know, it just, you just got to have something you can tick about it that you think, well, that, that makes me think something. Um, and obviously minus the ones where I think, well, that's just so problematic to, to share with a lot of people. I don't want to deal with the, the, the fallout of that. And so you've had, you've had that initial selection process of what goes online. Um, and then, uh, then what I did was um, I just went through the account um, uh, manually, manually, whatever, uh, screen grabbing the ones that made me laugh a second time round. You know, so I spent a, like I can't remember the time now, a week or two just going through, reading them out, screen grabbing them, and so I ended up with uh, hundreds and hundreds of screen grabs, which I then sorted into folders. Um, and so I was looking for themes, you know, and so I ended up with a yeah. hundred or so little themes. And like, because I've had a background working in sort of commercial kind of journalism, I say by commercial, you know, entertainment, commercial journalism of writing listicles, that kind of stuff. I was treating the whole project as a sort of meta listicle. And so each one works as a mini list, but it's part of a bigger list as well, because it's taken the form of the 10 commandments, but with the sub commandments within there. And so I was trying to make everything 
kind of hang together and work as a thing. Um, and then, and then because I'm a massive nerd, I wrote code that um, went through my folders because uh, then I had all these hundred folders and the subfolders uh, that then ran OCR on the screen graphs and built built up a draft document. And then because I was right. key, I can't stop myself with my nerdery, I was like, oh, I could like now drop in text files into into my folder and have them read those into my draft as well. So I built an entire book publishing system <laughs> uh, to create my draft. Um, right. And it was completely, arguably unnecessary, but I can't stop myself when, when the idea seizes me to do it like that. I, I think what interests me as well is, your, is the ones you choose not to put in. Obviously, right. some of them okay. are boring. Um, but I, I did yeah. a questionnaire for my, show, for my show Talking Cock, and there was a sort of, a, you know, there was a lot of very funny things in there, and there were some very sad things in it. But there were also some, you know, borderline criminal things in there, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and some actual criminal things in there, and some like and and some real confessions uh, from both men and women, actually, you know, about bad things that they'd done or that had happened to them. Which obviously, you know, I I thought, hey, I thought it's sort of weird that not weird but unusual that people would, you know, would like unburden themselves in this format. But obviously, it works because of the anonymity. But also, I couldn't really use use some of them are you getting like confessions i just want to to pause you there we'll get onto your question but it's interesting that the 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 talking cock thing was the first time you and me had contact uh because you got in touch with me when you were doing that project uh saying can you ask beatons to submit stories to the talking cock thing you know and so this arguably is at some level a continuation <laughs> of that project. It's the same fucking idea. Ultimately, the same group of kind of people submitting horrible stories yes, and did. ended up at your door in the same way. So anyway, right, yeah. okay, rejection. We can do rejection. Yeah. Um, Ten minutes ago, you said you were going to ask me about rejection, and um, so I made a quick list uh, of things that I don't put, you know, and it is one of the questions that people ask me a lot, and it will be like, I'll be, it'll be someone will sidle up to me and go, so tell me about all the dirty stuff you don't publish. <laughs> <laughs> like it's going to be really, really, um, you know, I mean, the job is, the self-imposed job is I'm giving you the good stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but here's the rejected pile. Okay. It's men stealing underwear. Uh, there's an enormous amount of men that just need to stop stealing underwear. They're stealing, they're, and they're stealing shoes. They're sniffing shoes. It's just, just terrible, non-consensual sexual activity from middle-aged men with inanimate objects. And this all needs to stop, and I don't need to know about it, and I'm certainly not going to post it out to 0.78 million people. <laughs> um, there's endless, endless men uh, posting their sexual... You know, it's basically like, uh, it's like delving through the razzle letters section. In the, you know, it's just all people's men's horrible sexual fantasies. So much stuff about them wanting to shag their sisters-in-law, you know, and I just don't want to know. Don't want to know. Don't want to know. Um, and also I think it would look bad as well because I've got my my partner and she's got two sisters. And if I've got an account that's constantly posting stuff, I go, oh, I fancy my sister-in-law. <laughs> it's just they're going to read it. It's going to be embarrassing at Christmas. Um, never, no, I never post the troll stuff that you endlessly get, which is like, I did the murders, I buried the bodies. You know, it's just obviously, you know, maybe it's real. I don't know, but I just assume it's some dickhead trying to be funny. Um, 
there's 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 I think it's one guy, but I can't I, I can't be certain, but I assume it's one guy who endlessly is submitting stuff going, I was gay, but I tried a lady and it's only ladies for me now on in. You don't know what you're missing. And I think that's not a real person. That's someone with a bugbear they want to get into public. Yeah. Again, male sexual fantasies. Um, a common one that crops up, and I've never posted it, is um, it's that they've been asked out by their two lesbian friends to help out making a baby, but they've secretly had a vasectomy. And my God, the shagging's been going on for six months. It's not true, is it? It's not happening. Uh, I'm not posting... I'm not posting reply confessions because like you stick one up and then you'll get a flurry of people sort of doing sort of trying to continue the joke. And it's like, continue the joke in the replies. Don't put it as the main confession. I'll give you an right. example. It's not great. So someone will post when I interview people for positions in my company, I always ask if they're a cat or a dog person, I've turned down excellent candidates because they prefer cats. And then you'll immediately get sub someone submitting. I once didn't get a job because I prefer cats to dogs. And it's like, no, 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 just, just yeah. leave it to shit replies that get five fabs. Um, I don't post top. I don't post topical stuff, uh, partly because um, it's about two weeks behind reality. Uh, the account, which is because it has a queue system. Um, and so anything topical just doesn't work, but also, a lot of the topical stuff is just weak gags, um, although this is sort of a bit funny. We had about 20 variations on this one when the Queen died, and it, it was like, I was mid-wank when I saw the BBC News alert confirming the Queen had died. It was tough, but I managed to finish. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't post, I, I don't post. You, you asked for this. I did the list, I and did. you're getting it. Um, <laughs> you're regretting it. <laughs> I, I don't post stuff referencing referencing me, and so there's a lot of stuff that will go like, "I wish Rob would stop making bots." Um, there's one that said, "I think Fesshole is a shite name for an anonymous confessions account," and I don't enjoy Rob Manuel's shitty replies. <laughs> I'm not going to post that. I'm not going to post. I masturbated to a picture of Rob Manuel in a vicar costume. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't want it to become self-referential. You know, it's sort of like that it's one about was me. That was the only time I have posted one. So that one, that one yeah, was yeah, 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 I yeah. But and, and in my DMs too. You know, <laughs> everywhere. Um, and there's just nothing new to be said about pissing in sinks or stealing carrier bags in supermarkets. It's been, it's all been said. That's my list. It is a really interesting list, and it's interesting. I mean, I think that's probably why it works so well as well, because with with those things in, it would become more tedious. I absorb the tedium, yeah. yeah that's yeah. my job. Even when they're published, there's usually a lot of comments going, this didn't happen, or, you know, yeah. we're checking this for bullshit, and it's 100% bullshit. Um, I mean, obviously, they might, some of them may be true and some of them may not be true. Do you, do you, what, what, do you, do you have any feeling? Uh, do, you, do you only want published ones you think are true? Or do you have a feeling that of what percentage might be true? What might be just people messing around? I am very, very naive and I believe everything people tell me. And Fessel is 100% true. I don't know. You know, it's like I've got no great, great ability. You know, I've only got the text people have sent me. And so, yeah, I can make an assessment and go, I think it's true or it's not true. And and I do, to some degree, I am going, is this possible? Do I think this is possible? Rather than, uh, you know, do I think this, this sentence has definitely happened? Because it's unknowable, completely unknowable if it's happened. But if I think it's possible yeah. and I think <laughs> it's interesting or amusing, 
then fine, fair enough, you know. And the, the, the very context of it is that we're asking you to tell us a funny story. And so we're not, you know, you maybe most of your days are boring, but you have a little gl- glimmer of something interesting happening and you were asking you to share that bit, you know. And I think some people who are screaming, it could never, it, it didn't happen, are sort of, just have no insight into storytelling, basically. They're just looking at the world and going, well, nothing interesting ever happens to me, therefore that's bullshit. <laughs> and But the point of storytelling is is you notice interesting things and you have some kind of ability to just stick the funny bit at the end or or or, yeah. or deliver the story with enough aplomb that, that even though it's mundane, it becomes interesting. You know, I hate the didn't happen crew. They must die. Yeah, <laughs> Well, you know, it's, it's pointless because obviously the, it's possible, isn't it? It's possible it didn't happen, but it's possible it did happen. So like you saying it didn't happen doesn't add anything to the, to the conversation, except exactly what you say, that you that you, your life is dull and, and therefore you think that the, the threesome might, you know, can't have happened because it hasn't happened to you is essentially yeah. what it usually is. <laughs> yeah, people people are, are cheating all the time. I, I, that's definitely a list I need to make of like the mundane things people have not accepted, not can't believe. And it really is stuff like they don't accept that people have sex outside of their relationship. You know, it's, they're going <laughs> to they're going to be in for a sore surprise when their missus meets the uh, the milkman, I guess. <laughs> Um, and uh, even if someone did confess to a murder uh, or something like that, there's nothing you can do in any case, right? Because it it is genuinely. I mean, that's the whole point of it that it, the anonymity has to be secure for in order. There's no way you can back check and go. I I found out who you are. I can't. No, um, and this is very much on purpose, you know, because it's like it's in in what's that phrase? It's not my first rodeo and all that, you know. And so I ran a. Uh, a similar thing on the beta website called question of the week. Um, and because I was running or we were running the servers and all that kind of stuff, you know, we did have the IP addresses and we did have the email addresses of people telling us stories. And I had Scotland Yard after me. And, and then I had to be in a situation. It only happened once, but I had to turn over uh, under threat of prosecution myself, information to Scotland Yard about a poster on beta. Um, Right. Because that's how it is, you know, <laughs> the, the long arm of the law comes for you and you have no ability to say ability. You have no legal ability to say no. Um, however, so this this project is done on the Google servers with their forms. And so if there was a legal issue where someone, where the, the law was saying you need to turn over the information, I don't have it. The only... I only have the time it was posted and the words. However, Google are very likely to have more information than that. So anyone who wanted to have a legal route would have to route with Google to overturn what information right. they've got. Yeah, and I'm, that's not a route I'm, I'm part of. But if one came in that you were convinced was a, <laughs> there was a murderer, you could, it's possible to find out, but you're not going to do it. Well, if it, it's, you know, we're, we're on... Th- I've never seen anything that sounded sounded legit. You know, it's always sounded when when that kind of things come up, it's just sounded like a piss take. I I did all the yeah. murders in in 1978 on that motorway. It just doesn't sound credible. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. You know, if if something came in that I thought was sounded legit, I don't know what I could do. But you know, I could look at the situation. But I personally w- would only have those words. And the time, you know, yeah. 
That's the only thing I'd have. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I, I was just sort of saying that I think that, that kind of confession thing, it's something comedians do a lot. So as a comedian, I've, I've kind of found the value of confessing my worst <laughs> aberrations <laughs> uh, in front of people and, and realizing that other people feel the same. So it is, this is quite a nice way for people to do that without uh, ex- exposing themselves, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And I sort of like see it, um, if, if we look at it through a comedy lens, I see what I'm doing as um, if I was a comedian, I'm doing crowd work, but it's like online crowd work where I'm, I'm going around a virtual room going, have you got a story? Have you got a story? Let's, let's tell the room. Let's all have a laugh about it. Um, I just said there's those antecedents to it, isn't there? You know, it's like confessions have been, I don't know, Simon Mayo and God knows how many other people have, <laughs> have mined the confession uh, uh, lol uh, mine. Um, but, but it's infinite, isn't it? Because like fundamentally, it's just a way of telling an anecdote about yourself. And there's always another story. Yeah, it does have that usefulness to the reader, I think, in that you and I think, again, I found this, especially with the talking cock show is I think that people have hang ups and think, oh, no, I've done this terrible thing. Or there's something weird about my genitalia or, you know, I'm I'm worried (laughs) about this and that and actually never talk about it. And so actually having this outlet, yeah. which, as well, you know, it's the Catholic confession, isn't going and just unburdening yourself of your problems. But I think equally to put that out there and then see other people go, oh, yeah, that's happened to me or, you know, or not treat it like a pariah uh, or, you know, even if they do treat it like yeah. a pariah yeah. sometimes, I suppose. It's, it's, a, it's a very useful thing, I think, for the people who I, use I it. I would say um, you can say that, um, but I always feel that if I'm saying anything like that, there's danger of me being an utter charlatan where I'm claiming there's a societal <laughs> use for saying that I'm fundamentally running for cheap laughs, you know. But if, if, if other people find it cathartic, then great. And I, and I have actually experimented with doing um, live confessions, you know. So I've done some live shows and then I'll do the second half of the show where I'll get people on stage confessing things live. And it gets really quite intense. It's really quite a fun thing to do, you yeah. know, because I'll have got, I'll have prepared it a little bit beforehand by asking everyone who's bought a ticket to the show uh, to fill in a form with a confession they might be prepared to do. Um, and then have uh, my friend Giles running around the audience with a mic 
and it gets really intense, you know, and like the material they, they are coming forward with in that live situation isn't necessarily the stuff that would be the most sort of viral in a Twitter thing, but because it's in the room, it becomes quite powerful. And so like the last time I did it, we had, um, we had this one man who was like confessing to how he'd killed a tree and how he'd killed it was like he'd, he'd taken, he'd, he'd copper nails and then nailed uh, the nails into the root of the tree, into the base of the tree, and that, that copper gets drawn into the whole kind of system and it just poisons the tree. And the reason he'd done it was because this tree was his neighbour's tree and it was blocking the light to his garden. And and people were quite upset by this. There was booing. <laughs> um, and then, but then that, that contrasted with like the next guy confessing who um, it turned out he'd killed a swan. Um, and he'd killed a swan by by sitting next to the Thames on a balmy summer afternoon, having a few lagers and lagers and lime, and then seeing this like this sod of earth, you know, this like large square lawny bit that obviously been placed there by a gardener fixing up the thing. And he was like, oh, just toss that into the Thames like you do when you're a bit pissed, going, oh, that would make a nice throw. It landed on a swan, and the <laughs> swan sunk into the Thames, never to be seen again. <laughs> and then and he he got you know we had a little bit of a vote in the room and he got forgiven by the room because the feeling was it was stupid but it wasn't actually malice (laughs) whereas the the guy killing the tree uh you know he'd googled the best way to kill trees and then executed (laughs) his plan it was murder it was murder and it's interesting within the book it's interesting that people do you know that that sort of could be both sides of a confession there's a there's a there's one i think I just read about a guy who is a neighbour chopped the top of his walnut tree or something, and so he now throws weed killer over because he didn't want it blocking his lawn. <laughs> so he now throws weed killer onto his lawn when he's out. So there are these little bits of petty yeah, revenge. Yeah. And what I like about it, I mean, it reminds me of Roger's Profanosaurus from Viz a little bit, and I think yeah. that's this sort of yeah, yeah, beautiful yeah. sort of po- you know, it's compiled from people, but also it's this beautiful poetry of the gutter that really kind of, you know, this inventiveness of the the public and of ordinary people. And this, I think, you know, in a a broader sense, the confess hole is sort of, uh, you know, this document about the human condition and about the things that we we don't usually talk about unless we're, unless we are, I suppose, trolls and and, and anonymous through through that, through that way. (laughs) Yeah, no, there's a direct line from like things like the Profanosaurus and like top tips and readers' letters and peers. And I think that's the, one of the things that's most influenced me through the years is that particular strand yeah. in 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 viz. And like, and then coming on the internet and going, oh, we could we can run projects like that. It's entirely possible, you know. And it's it's obviously the same thing. You're encouraging strangers to be funny and then selecting the best bits to make your publication. You know, that's yeah. the the exact model. Um, and I, I personally just really enjoy doing that. And I find that, um, you know, I'm quite capable of writing a joke if I want to on my own. I'm not saying I'm the most genius joke writer in the world, but I find it much more fun listening to other people's stories. And then, you know, I will pick out the ones I like or, or you know, I might do some slight editing. Like I'll never change the meaning of a story, but, you know, I'll do the simple comedy editing of making sure it lands on the funny bit towards the end or or remove a trailing sentence that just added nothing kind of thing. Sure. Um, and do you worry about the future? I mean, obviously, a lot, a lot of your a lot of your projects are. Do I worry about the future? Do you think it's going to uh, get through this current uh, unpleasantness and trouble that's going on? And because it, you know, it slightly worries me slightly because I I've built up like obviously a, a, a big, not as big as your as Pesol, but I've built up a sizable audience. 
for my stupid projects and, you know, that is a PR exercise. But for you, if Twitter went down or if Twitter changed a lot, that would, that would, would, would that destroy everything you've created? <laughs> it wouldn't be good. You know, and like I have, I have, um, I've, you know, where do I begin with that question? Um, you know, I tell myself like that, that Twitter at the moment is, is like a pub that's got a bad landlord and we can sit out the bad landlord sort of like being grumpy in the corner, uh, and there will be better times ahead, but you know, yeah, it might all be over and it might be screwed. Um, in terms of Fesshole, you know, it, it's, it's the perfect format for it. You know, I've also got, I've got it running on some other platforms, uh, which I do a bit, I do manually rather than running it as a bot. And so it posts on Instagram. There's about 50,000 followers on Instagram. Right. And it, um, and occasionally I'll read them out on TikTok and I've got 85,000 followers on TikTok for just reading them out. Right. And so I could make it work on other, other platforms, but Twitter is my first love uh in with this stuff and i'd be it would be a tragedy if musk like it looks like he is doing <laughs> screws it up so badly it's all over but you know i'm hopeful it's just a bit shit <laughs> it's just twitter is just a bit shitter than it was but it sort of muddles through is my hope but who knows you know the stuff he's coming out at the moment what was it the, the you know he's getting really quite balmy isn't he with his like woke mind viruses he was going on about the other day yeah it's like, yeah, it does. It does make me go. Do I want to be on this platform? Um, I'm not that enthusiastic, but ah, I'm stuck here now, and I think that's that's well, like we're all a bit stuck here now because we've all yeah. invested an enormous amount of time building up some kind of like strategy for promoting our projects, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Let's all go to Mastodon. Great. <laughs> I'd say I don't think that's going to happen. You haven't built up your Mastodon page or anything. No, I mean I've got. I found out that I didn't even. I was trying to sign up and couldn't sign up, and it was all very. I could. I found it way too confusing for me, and and every app I use wouldn't work. And then I discovered that I'd I'd signed up in 2017. Obviously, at some point when it was a bit yeah. easier to do, or someone had done it for me. I think I did it myself. So I had an account. Uh, but I've just, you know, I go on there. No one's really posting. No one's really replying. I've got a few thousand. I've got maybe 3,000 people the last time I checked, but as opposed to yeah. 300,000 on Twitter, which might not be, you know, I think like, the thing with that, they, they might not be engaging and they might, I don't think they are. It has felt like it's, to me, it's felt like it's getting a less potent thing anyway. Uh, you know, I think I used to tweet about gigs and the gigs would more or less sell out if it was a big big name act you know and now it doesn't it doesn't seem to have the same potency as it as it did for me at least um but uh yeah, I, I, yeah. we'll see i mean i think i think he'll probably if he can't if he fucks it up i think the thing will still survive and someone else will buy it off him for you know a million pounds instead of 44 million pounds and uh, they'll hopefully get it running back as it was uh, before not that it was perfect but uh but or maybe he'll just you know he's a he's a he is a genius and he'll turn it all around. Who knows? Yeah, things do die, don't they? You know, it's like you know we've lived through the death of MySpace, the death of Flickr. You know these things, um, and well, you know, and also running beta. You know, I do know about having a long tail of a once popular project that dribbles on for years. <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's my career so, as well. That's that's my whole career. Uh, are there any books you are reading that you would like to recommend? Do you do, you do a lot of reading? Um, I I read mostly uh, 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 books about either Hitler or the Beatles. You know, the only two things that mattered in the twentieth century. Um, and so I'm currently working through Ian Kershaw's big Hitler book, whatever that's called. Yeah, um, I read that one. 
There's two, right? Is it hubris and uh, something else? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And they, the 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 other one I read recently was uh, Mark, not Mark, John Higgs' uh, Beatles slash Bond book, oh, which yes, is fantastic. Have you have you had nosed into that at all? I haven't read that one. I haven't. I saw that. I saw it and thought, wow, that's someone really trying to kind of tick all the boxes. But I'm not sure it will work. Uh, so I haven't checked that one out. The last Beatles book I read was Craig Brown's One Two Three Four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really good yeah, too. Yeah. Um, you know, Higgs stuff is really good though. Um, you know, I, okay. I, I have a small part in, in, um, you know, cause he's a, well, I can honestly call him a friend of mine and he, about four or five years ago, I was like, you've got to write a Beatles book. Uh, cause he's a massive Beatles fan. And, and he was like, Oh, you know, I want to, but I've got to find the angle. And, and he found his angle. Yeah. It turned out to be Bond. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then reading it, I was just endlessly riffing my own sort of, new books for Higgs of mashing up, I don't know, Blake Seven and the Rolling Stones and <laughs> stuff like that. The decline. <laughs> Kajagoogoo and Blake Seven, I think it's going to be. Yeah, Kajagoogoo and Google. Yes, that would be good. That, would that be was, yes, yes, they sound similar words. That's the funny, <laughs> hilarious joke. That's the way in. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We'll work, work backwards from a pun. <laughs> Recommending all your fantastic listeners uh, um, um, read John Higgs. Don't don't buy my book. Buy John Higgs' book. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I will try it. I, on your recommendation, I will buy it, and I'll have him on. If I like it, I'll have him on the show if he'll come on. Uh, anyway, the book is called The Very Best of Fessel. Britain Confesses Anonymously. It's by Rob Manuel, but he's done absolutely no work, as we have discovered. <laughs> so, what a rude conclusion after everything you've told me. He's done nothing. Yeah, yeah. To, he's done nothing to put this together. He's done nothing. I don't deserve. I don't deserve anything. That's the message yeah, of yeah. this. No, it's fantastic. And do keep on and follow them. Follow on Twitter. Anon opinion and uh, anon a pin. What's it called? Anon. Anon a pin. Yeah, anon a pin. Yeah, that's a bad name. Yeah, uh, and do follow. It is. It's terrible. Vessel. They're both. But it, it's absolutely crucial. You've got. You've got to name your project right. I mean, like, what have you called your your shows? You you make a feature of it, don't you? That yeah. you have an absolutely unmanageable name for your 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 live shows. <laughs> that's true. That and true. you know. If you just called it a decent name, you'd be on every Saturday night on BBC One by now. You're right. You're, well, oh, I've realised what a fool I've been. Um, really nice to talk yeah, to you, yeah. Rob, after all. I don't know if we've ever <laughs> spoken. Have we? We've, well, maybe we have, but we've uh, emailed and tweeted each other a lot, so it's lovely to probably talk to you for a long we time. We have spoken, right. but you wouldn't remember. You wouldn't remember because it was in the context of... Uh, a gig, and so you're you've come off stage, and you know you just loads of cunts, isn't it? <laughs> Yabbering at you, and I bought you a pint, yeah. and we we chatted for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, so there you go. That's well, the lovely, thing. Lovely I'm so hurt that you've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything anymore anyway because I'm way too old. Uh, thank you to Chris Evans, not yeah, that yeah. one, for his fine work on producing this uh, through. Uh, slight technical difficulties so well done chris uh and it's lovely to be back with the book club. thank you chris i don't know who we'll be. we've got a few possibilities for next week but i don't know who it's going to be yet but uh, do tune in next week for more fun thank you rob why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? 
we wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.